Once that was over, she marched off to retrieve the wooden ladder leaning behind her own cottage. Time to check out the roof of cabin two, she told Grimm, as she hefted the old contraption to the dwelling next door to her own. I'm a little worried about its condition. Not that she knew what to look for, actually, but surely something obvious would stand out. She didn't get a chance to perform her inspection, however, because even though she chose level ground on which to place the ladder— and even though she took great care to lock the metal spreader in place, when her foot met the third step, its wood tread cracked in two, and she tumbled down, her butt landing in the cold, wet snow. Poppy lay staring up at the peak of their mountain silhouetted against the deep blue sky, thinking dark thoughts about her siblings and their maybe not-so-ridiculous superstitions. But Poppy Walker, cockeyed optimist, refused to concede defeat. That's it, she said to Grimm, who stood looking down at her in some concern. The real first order of business is lifting the stupid family curse. Poppy pushed open the door of Johnson's grocery, her mind on the list of ingredients she needed per her brief stop at the Blue Arrow Lake Branch Library. Johnson's grocery was located on the same street, so she thought she'd start there. Someone hailed her from the back of the store, where a butcher's case held fancy cuts of grass-fed beef, stuffed breasts of duck and free-range chicken, as well as fillets of salmon prepared for grilling. The store was small. Real estate in the mountain resort area went at princely rates. But the narrow aisles were packed with gourmet foods, expensive liquor, and fancy wines. Everything and anything a filthy rich Los Angelino couldn't do without during a getaway to what was known as Hollywood on High. Cheaper merchandise could be had if she'd driven to a larger community, but that would have cost her in time and gas money, so Johnson's was her go-to market. The end cap nearest the entrance displayed a selection of expensive children's toys, everything from miniature fishing rods to expansive Lego sets for snowbound weekends. Gazing on them, Poppy's heart squeezed, sending a rush of tender longing through her veins. Mason, she thought, picturing her toe-headed boy who right now was on his way to a vacation filled with such delights as whirling in teacups and flying with Dumbo. Mason, I miss you so much. Poppy! At the sound of her name, she glanced over, smiled. Hey, Bill. Bill Anders was a scarecrow of a man and wore a bibbed, crisp cotton apron with the store's name stitched on the front, most likely by his wife. She had an embroidery business in addition to the daycare she ran— Like many people who lived in the mountains year-round, the Anderses cobbled together a living out of more than one line of work. Heard Mason went to Walt Disney World with your cousin James. That's right. James and Deanne wanted company for their own little guy on a visit to Deanne's parents. When Mason heard the magic words, Mickey Mouse, I could hardly say no. Heard, too, that you got laid off from Incline until the remodel's complete? Sorry for it. Thanks, she said hiding her grimace by stepping past the shopkeeper on her way to the fresh fruits and vegetables. Of course, news traveled fast when you lived in a tight community like this one. She knew how this worked, didn't she? People had been in the walkers' business, and they and everyone else's, she supposed, since the logging family's arrival in the mountains. But Poppy had felt her friends and neighbors' interest in a more up-close and personal fashion. Collective eyebrows had lifted and noses had twitched when she'd found herself pregnant by a summer visitor who'd skedaddled back to his moneyed family in Beverly Hills the minute she'd informed him of the test results. Though the truth was, 
Poppy minded less people gossiping about her sex life than them knowing she'd been dumb enough to fall for a rich and careless man. Her mother had made a similar mistake before Poppy, though she couldn't wish her half-sister Shay had never been born. Nor did Poppy regret one moment with Mason. Mason. She mouthed his name, her heart starting to hurt all over again. Then she shook off the melancholy. Think of something else, she commanded herself, as she stepped up to the tiered rows of produce, glistening from a recent misting. Think of making something of the cabins. Think of getting rid of that stupid curse. Sage, she murmured to herself, inspecting the selection of fresh herbs. Pulling a bunch of the gray-green leaves from the stack, she frowned at the price. There wouldn't be a paycheck from the inn until it reopened July 4th, and the aromatic was expensive. As a rational woman, Poppy didn't, of course, completely buy into the idea she could eradicate any negative...